Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you as always by Strava CBD Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is going to improve the quality of your morning since it's rich in both CBD and CBG and will not give you coffee jitters if you want three or four cups a day, like I typically do. It can be delivered to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, however frequently that you need it. And guess what? It will help you with some chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more than that. Tap in for 25% off with code DNVR25 when you go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's DNVR Rockies podcast, we've got to discuss if Kyler Murray is a better fit for the Colorado Rockies or Denver Broncos. Yeah, that could very well be a thing. The Rockies did make a couple signings. There's several news and notes going around the world of Colorado baseball. We should talk about, and as mentioned on Wednesday's podcast, we'll dig in a little bit deeper about Roberto Ramos, the Trevor Bauer situation, and yes, that guy, Kyler Murray. Could he come back to baseball? Did you know he was even in baseball? Yes, he very much was. But the Rockies went out, and on Wednesday, they finalized two more signings of minor league ball players as we get closer to the March 1st report date for minor leaguers in spring training. They do have a task to make sure that both the AAA Albuquerque Isotopes and AA Hartford Yard Goats have a competent bench as well as filling some of those holes that they may currently have on their rosters with prospects. And so they signed some older players here that, well, they really aren't that old in the grand scheme of things, but they're going to fit in really well, I think, with the organization and have some potential to really contribute to the upper levels of the minors and maybe even sneak in on the Rockies in a couple of years if all things happen to go well. The first guy they picked up was catcher Jonathan Morales, 27 years old. So, you know, maybe old for a minor leaguer, but we've seen catchers develop late takes a while for some of them to really figure some things out. And a lot of times their value isn't really appreciated until they get a little bit older and the defensive side of the spectrum really begins to pick up a lot more for them. And they're a little bit adequate or more adequate at the plate. They're not tearing the cover off the ball, but you know what? Their defense outweighs their offense. We saw it with Tony Walters and Jonathan Morales. Hey, Maybe he's the next guy that can fill those shoes. As I said, 27-year-old catcher born in Puerto Rico was the 25th round pick of Atlanta in 2015. Went up through the ranks there over the last few years, but did struggle in 2021 with Atlanta's AAA club in Gwinnett. 
Defensively, he's been really solid. In fact, during this last year's winter league, his caught stealing percentage was nearly 50%, 7 out of 15 in caught stealing. For his career, he's actually been at 41% in the minors. So again, defense first. You need those guys handling those pitching staffs at double-A and triple-A. I think double-A is probably where we may see him start the year as Willie McIver's backup. Again, because of everything that you've invested in a guy like Willie McIver, who's a few years younger, still has some upside. He's a player that I really think is going to be able to contribute to the Rockies here in 2023 and, and possibly beyond. You want to give McIver all the opportunities in the world to be that next guy. And Jonathan Morales is going to be there, even if he's earning the starts and hitting the ball really well and handling the pitching staff really well. It's McIver's job to lose because, as we may have mentioned in the past on this podcast, win-loss record is not terribly important when it comes to the minors. It can be a good thing. It can be an important thing for building community and unity within a clubhouse and building those winning ways. We saw the impact of the Asheville Tourist team that won the South Atlantic League back in 2014, a roster that was full of guys who ended up contributing in 2017 and 2018. They may not have been the leaders of those back-to-back postseason appearances, but they were still incredibly pivotal. Talk about David Dahl. Talking about Ryan Altapia, Ryan McMahon, Pat Valleca was also on that team. On the pitching side, you had Carlos Estevez, Antonio Senzatella, and yes, Kyle Freeland. So winning in the minors can be very helpful, but it's certainly not the be-all, end-all when it comes to developing young players. The other interesting note about a guy like Jonathan Morales is that I did see a comparison hung on him to that of a Willens Estadio. You may recognize La Tortuga, you may remember the name. You may have seen him running around the bases a couple of years ago. Kind of was the darling for some hardcore baseball fans as, you know, put the bat on the ball a lot, put the ball in play a lot, didn't strike out a lot. You know, had a good batting average, but overall he just swung at just about everything. And he made really good, solid contact. And I think it's an important note that Astadio didn't really catch on until his age 26 season after he changed locations. And so, you know, does that happen with Jonathan Morales? Probably not. But again, when you have those kind of comparisons, you look and you say, all right, hey, this is something to keep our eye on during the season. And because we don't know what 2022 is going to look like at the big league level, we may have our eyes on the minors a lot more than we would normally do. The Rockies also signed 26-year-old right-hander Nate Hadley, who was another 25th round pick. By the Twins in 2019, a former teammate of Michael Tolio when they were both together at UCLA. Now, Hadley probably is a victim of circumstances in some ways because he pitched really well in his first year as a pro in 2019. Had a 1.87 ERA in 33 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's a shorter guy on the mound, five foot eleven, and he's a right-hander, but he actually ended up doing really well against lefties in 2019. Now in 2020. Pandemic canceling all minor league baseball didn't really get involved in anywhere, which is the story of so many guys. There's it's going to be very interesting to see what players come out of all of this for the better. Some players have talked about, you know what, actually, my body needed a, a rest. 
which is strange to, to think of a guy maybe in their young 20s. For pitchers, you could probably see it a lot more, getting that rest when they need it and not going out when they're tired or fatigued, maybe working on some areas that they aren't typically able to devote to. An offseason can be very, very short when you think about a year ending pretty much the beginning of October, and then it ramps back up for the minor leaguers on March 1st. So that that isn't a ton of time to really change something in your physical dynamics, if you will. But last year, Hadley did pitch in the independent league known as the American Association, was actually the rookie pitcher of the year in the American Association, one of the top independent leagues, did so for the Milwaukee Milkmen. And those honors as the rookie pitcher of the year was thanks in part to a 1.56 ERA with 13 saves in 40 and a third innings pitch. Now that was in 35 outings. So of course he did go multiple innings at various points. And in fact, in those 35 outings, he only gave up a run in five of those. So he might be short in stature and he might not light up a radar gun, but if you're effective, you're effective. So Again, we'll keep our eye on Nate Hadley. I could see him probably start at Spokane, maybe even double A Hartford if he has a really good spring training down at Salt River Fields. Again, I may have touched on it on Wednesday's podcast, but if you don't already subscribe to the DNVR.com, it's now only 50 cents for your first month. Do have an article that just came out on Wednesday all about the implications of spring training starting on March 1st for the minor leaguers. Now that is the normal start date for minor leaguers, but it is of interesting note for two reasons. And of course the article goes into much greater detail, but one, some teams may have wanted to have their minor leaguers report early to have additional opportunities for their major league staff to work with some minor leaguers. Again, you could probably look at even a somewhat depleted Albuquerque isotopes roster from last year and look at some of the names on there and say, Hey, this guy could possibly help out next year in the bullpen in a pinch. And if that guy can report to camp a week or two early, that could give that player an advantage that could give that team an advantage. I go into more detail about the implications of reporting early for minor leaguers and why that didn't happen. But the other element to this is players that are on the 40-man roster for all 30 teams, and obviously we're looking just at the Rockies here, but players that are on the 40-man roster and that are true minor leaguers, they've yet to make their major league debut and will either start AA Hartford or AAA Albuquerque, they can't report to camp. As a member of a 40-man roster, you are part of the Players Association. So even a guy like Helchris Olivares or Ezekiel Tovar, who they both topped out at high A, they haven't even been to double A yet. And yet there are players that will report like Jonathan Morales and Nate Hadley, as we just talked about, they will be able to report to camp on March 1st as members of the double A AA and triple A club. And yet a prospect that hasn't even ascended to that level yet will not be able to because he's on the 40 man roster. So you've got six players that this delay of spring training, which I'll touch on here in just a moment, it impacts them greatly because they will have a shortened spring training when their teammates in AA or AAA will be going ham on March 1st. And the, the minor league seasons aren't going to be delayed. AAA, I believe, starts on April 5th. AA starts on April 8th. So those players are at a major disadvantage. And again, no matter what happens at the major league level, if we lose games or if the season gets pushed back and now the regular season doesn't end 
until the midway point of October. Regardless of all that, the minor league season will go on as scheduled because those players are not a part of the Players Association. So a lot of implications going on here right now as we enter this new territory. We're going to do it together. We're going to figure it out together in this weird landscape of the lockout and of minor leaguers still going forward with business as usual. Well, what's always as usual is the fantastic atmosphere down on the corner of Colfax, New York at the DNVR bar where members, you know, you get a bigger beer. That's going to cover the cost of your membership right there. Only 50 cents for your first month on the DNVR.com. And if you want an annual membership, guess what? You get a free shirt from DNVRlocker.com. And that includes potentially the DNVR Rapids shirt if you're a big footballer out there. Enjoy your soccer. Rapids season is about to get started up. So is our great coverage of the Rapids. And you know, we've been doing it fantastically for the Broncos, Avs, Nuggets, Rams, Buffs, Rockies. If it's Denver sports, it's what we do. And if I know you out there, what you like to do is use DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, because that moment is finally here, the big game. And DraftKings Sportsbook is giving 56 to 1 odds on either team, Bengals or Rams. You're going to get the same 56 to 1 odds. Yes, even the favorite, the LA Rams, you can get 56 to 1 odds. All you got to do is bet $5 to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. And guess what? If you're not a new customer, it doesn't matter because you can get involved in the same game parlays where in the same game, in the, in, in the big game, guess what? You can have two or three bets going at the exact same time. And even if the payout doesn't seem like it's going to be a lot, guess what? You stack two or three of them together. Now we're talking about serious multipliers there. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR so you can get 56 to 1 odds on either the Bengals or the Rams. You bet $5 and you can win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, I've got some great news for you on a somewhat disappointing topic, and that's the Nuggets and Avalanche. You haven't been able to watch their games, but guess what? We've got a new partner, and it's Avaca TV. Yes, they are evocative. It's Avaca TV, and it's a totally new paradigm for TV delivery that is less expensive and more efficient while offering a superior picture than those legacy providers. Avaca TV includes local networks like Altitude Sports and other national channels with more being added to their lineup. The service is now available in Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, as well as other Rocky Mountain markets like Boise, Twin Falls, Idaho. But in Denver here, Avaca TV uses next-gen broadcast technology, which allows for a vibrant picture quality using far less bandwidth and streaming services. Simply using an antenna and Avaca's smart receiver, customers in the Denver area can access next-gen broadcasts on ABC, NBC, Fox, and CW. Most importantly, did I mention Avaca TV has altitude sports? Exclamation point, exclamation point. They make it easy to follow the Colorado teams you love, including the Nuggets, Avalanche, Rapids, and Mammoth. Plus, you will get access to coverage of the Rams, Pioneers, and baseball too. How to sign up for Avaca TV? Just go to avaca.tv slash DNVR. 
and at only $25 per month plus receiver, you get no contracts, no hidden fees, and the price is locked in for two years, and you can have your Denver sports once and for all. Also in Rockies news, you may have seen Trevor Story doesn't want to change positions. Guess what? He may not have to. Now, of course, Trevor Story is one of two premier shortstops available on the free agent market, along with Carlos Correa. And during the lockout, of course, no deals can be hammered out either with free agents, major league free agents, that is, minor league free agents can still sign, as we've just previously established there in the first segment. But major league free agents cannot sign and trades cannot be worked out at this point. So you got Correa, you got Trevor Story, you've got some other big name free agents, obviously Freddie Freeman still dangling out there. You've got Chris Bryant as well, as far as those players that are going to be over $100 million. And there are some questions, of course, about Trevor Story's defense and his arm, you know, was banged up a little bit in 2021. But I don't know that I'm entirely buying all of this negative buzz around Trevor Story and his arm and questions about his defense because the metrics still show that he was above average defensively and the same quote-unquote issues with his health that are there for Trevor Story were also there for Nolan Arenado and the Cardinals and I imagine any of the other 28 teams in baseball they really wouldn't have cared too much about that because look players get injured players get banged up They know the difference between a career-threatening injury and one that really just kind of derails your season. And once you've got some rest and relaxation, shoot, even if you just recover from the injury and you don't have a normal off-season where you're training, work on some of those weaknesses and target those, those areas that just need to get stronger, even if you don't get that, that player is still going to be that player. Maybe, maybe a notch lower. I mean, think about a guy like Daniel Murphy. Now, he hasn't played since 2020, and I bring him up just because he was in the news because the New York Mets are thinking about doing an old-timers day, which, again, hey, over here in Colorado, we're still waiting for our Rockies Team Hall of Fame. Eventually, it would be fantastic to have an old-timers day or a legends day, however you want to spin it. But Daniel Murphy is slated to participate in that and saw an interview with him talking. I have... No doubt that if Daniel Murphy were to pick up a bat after over a year and a half away from the game of baseball, that he wouldn't be better than just about anyone you've ever seen play baseball, right? Like if you go ahead and put him on a the, the Cherry Creek High School team, I mean, shoot, he's still batting cleanup for a guy who hasn't even picked up a bat. Because you once you have those skills, yes, they can deteriorate, but Shoot, even you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, his body may have deteriorated because now he's in his 60s, but the dude is still like in, in top physical condition. So I digress. Trevor Story, injury, arm issues, defense. No, I, I, I'm not buying it. He's going to be fine. Will he actually play shortstop for somebody? I don't know. Now, of course, he doesn't want to change positions. Don't blame him. Don't know if he really will have to, but if he is insistent on not changing positions at all costs, well, it very well could cost him some money, as not every team is in need of a shortstop. We saw the Rangers go out. They were aggressive. They nabbed two shortstops. We saw Detroit 
probably overpay a little bit for Javi Baez there to be their shortstop, a guy who just last year we saw him move over to play second base because of the opportunities it opened up for him, not only playing with his buddy Francisco Lindor in New York, but with an opportunity to go to the postseason and win another World Series. And neither of those things happened for him in the New York Mets. But not every team needs a shortstop right now. But nearly every team needs either a shortstop, second baseman, or third baseman. You might even still throw the Texas Rangers in there. Yeah, they probably have Isaiah Kainafalefa playing back over at third base, but if you've got money to spend, and it's probably going to seem like chump change after you already spent half of a billion dollars on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, but if you are Trevor Story's agent, you just want to put him in the location where he's going to get the best deal. And if that happens to be on a team like Boston and he has to play second base and Xander Bogarts is playing shortstop, so be it. If that's in Seattle where he may have to slide over to third base because J.P. Crawford's already there at shortstop and Adam Frazier's at second base, so be it. Whoever shows the bag to Trevor Story, that's where he's going to go. And you don't blame him. Now, there's a chance he could maybe take a little bit less money in a certain situation so that he can still play shortstop. I certainly would do that. Again, Trevor Story's probably already made enough money in his life to live incredibly happy. If he never played another game of baseball ever again, I, I think you'd see a smile on his face pretty much like you do every day at the ballpark. And so when you have an instance like that, hey, you might be able to leave a little bit of money on the table. Now, again, the Players Association, everything going down, hey, you your actions and, and your contract can impact other players further on down the line. And so that is obviously a factor, but you don't want to close the door on that altogether and say, no, I, I have to play shortstop. I think he will end up playing shortstop for somebody. I think there's still a really strong chance. Again, shoot, if someone really knocks the doors off and says, look, we're, we want to pay top dollar for you to play third base for us. And it's, you know, substantially more than someone else is going to pay for shortstop, then it, you're either going to be playing second base or third base. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Trevor Story is a team player. Bottom line, he's a team player. If you even want him to go out to the outfield and do that thing, that, that would not surprise me if he went out and was an all-star in center field in 2022. If we have a shortened spring training, that probably won't happen this year, but maybe in 2023, crazier things have happened. You may have seen on Wednesday that the younger brother of Jason Giambi, Jeremy Giambi, did pass away just 47 years old at his parents' home in Southern California. Both Jason and his parents have requested that their privacy be respected at this time. And, and Jeremy's passing comes only one day after another former ball player, 14-year veteran, Gerald Williams, you may recall the name a little bit, was a good third or fourth outfielder on a lot of winning teams, came up with the New York Yankees, only 55 years old, Gerald Williams. So the fraternity and brotherhood of Ball players really hit hard here in the last couple of days. Very, very sad to hear. And hey, while we're already talking about difficult topics, the Trevor Bauer situation. Now, I, I don't want to go too deep into this at all. He's not going to face criminal charges. There's still an open investigation going on by Major League Baseball. But 
the the real question that I want to know, I, I, I want Major League Baseball to do a really good job in this scenario, you know, because the joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy allows MLB to put forth any discipline on players. We saw it with Marcel Ozuna, who, well, frankly, you know, got paid for the remainder of the 2021 season. And they said, all right, well, you know, you, you kind of served your penance for that already. And, you know, so that it, it wasn't quite a typical suspension. It was almost a, well, look, we just want you to go away. And because you went away, we're going to count that as, as being a suspension. Haven't had too many people really discussing that situation with Atlanta and Ozuna. I think there's too many other things going on, but it definitely deserves a place in the world as far as the conversation about sexual assault and domestic violence, things of that nature. So the Trevor Story situation is is not going to go away. I did not listen to or watch his comments on everything that went down. This is a very uncomfortable situation. It's all just very gross. Maybe, maybe that's the, the best way I can describe it without going in too deep. It's, it's all just incredibly gross. And I don't know what the Dodgers are going to do. They could, and they financially are able to just cut Trevor Bauer, give him his money, and go away. I don't know if somebody else would then pick up his contract. Now by that, I don't mean they would pay him what the Dodgers would pay him. No. He would then be a free agent. They would only have to pay him the league minimum. But, you know, Trevor Bauer is a very controversial figure. It has been long before this situation. And so now I don't know if any team would really have any interest in having him be on their roster. Again, there there were those questions, even when the Dodgers signed him, where you thought, well, yeah, they're getting a really good pitcher. But does he fit into that clubhouse culture? And I haven't heard that he didn't not fit in. And I didn't, you know, hear that he had issues with other players, but it certainly wouldn't have shocked me. And now with all this going on, I think MLB and, and all 30 teams are probably just going to stay away from this guy. And you know what? The Dodgers are, are really going to have to bite the bullet and just cut this guy, pay him his money, and, and figure it out and go from there. And you know what? If any team can probably deal with having to pay a player $40 million to go away over two years, it's the LA Dodgers. They'll be fine. They'll get over it. But if you're out there right now and you're having a hard time getting over the start of the year and getting your health on track, I got to tell you about Athletic Greens. Now, this is something that I started taking because my gut health is super important to me. And guess what? Kombucha can be incredibly expensive if you've ever drank that. And it's an acquired taste. It's it's not the, the best, but it's good for my gut health. And I found that Athletic Greens is tastier than that. I enjoy that. I drink it first thing in the morning and it's it's a way of being proactive than being reactive when it's probably too late. All I do is I take one scoop of Athletic Greens and my body is absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, minerals, and adaptogens that help me start my day right. I was already drinking a ton of water first thing in the morning and now that I throw in Athletic Greens, it helps with my mental clarity and alertness, and it's become this micro habit that's giving me big benefits. It's something I can do every single day that takes care of myself in the right way to start my day. 
Now, for you guys to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ROC, first three letters in Rockies. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash ROC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And if you're looking for literal insurance, well, you need to go give the folks down at Ball and their manufacturing plant in Golden a call. In fact, you can text Golden to 77222 to learn about their position as a production technician on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process in that plant down in Golden. They're going to start you off with $27 an hour. They're going to give you a 401k for retirement stock purchase ownership program. And yeah, you can also get raises at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. So text Golden to 77222 or go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Now on Thursday, maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe after, it's expected that following the owners' meetings in Orlando, that Commissioner Rob Manfred is going to address the media and Well, we don't know exactly what he's going to say. I don't have a crystal ball entirely. That works incredibly well. But the one thing I can see is he's probably going to be pushing back the start of spring training. Now, I don't know if he's going to say that the plan is to start spring training a week later. So instead of pitchers and catchers reporting on the 15th, they may now, may, they may now (laughs) report on February 22nd. Not sure, or if it will just be temporarily suspended. Now, this is precisely what I had been anticipating. I think a lot of people who were listening carefully to the situation and weren't just being hopeful thinkers could see that we were going to probably miss a little bit of spring training because much like Drew Goodman has been saying, and, and this is this is true, this is a great point. I've heard it in a lot of places, but Goody always says, it isn't until you've got a clock. It isn't until there's a deadline that you're really going to start to see movement on this. And you know what? You could miss a couple weeks of spring training and still have opening day starting on time on March 31st. Three weeks would probably be the minimum for spring training. Now, that that does mean you're probably going to be losing out on two weeks of spring training games. I don't think they're going to sneak in the minor leaguers like I had originally tossed out there as a hypothesis, as a one way to work around this situation that's probably not going to be happening now but the season is really where the players and the owners are going to make their money and as long as you still have three weeks of spring training all will be well so we'll wait to see what else the commissioner says on thursday to the media as mentioned on wednesday roberto ramos signs a minor league deal with the red sox now the 27 year old you may remember Him going over to South Korea and playing in the KBO wasn't added to the 40-man roster after the 2019 season. Big Bopper didn't get called up at the end of 2019 when it seemed he very much deserved it. We saw Sam Hilliard at Coors Field with his MVP-type performance down in Albuquerque, and Roberto Ramos was also doing pretty much the exact same thing. You go and look at those numbers. They were very similar, minus the stolen bases for Ramos. Ramos didn't get the call up, didn't get added to the 40-man goes over to South Korea, and pandemic breaks out, and he's now this name on everyone's lips. You may have remembered waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning to watch games over in South Korea. KBO was the only thing going on. Games in Japan weren't even going on. 
They were still dealing with the pandemic, but South Korea had it worked out really well. And Roberto Ramos was doing some serious things at 38 home runs with 86 RBI in 2020, raised a ton of eyebrows. Resigned in 2021 with the LG Twins, got a much better deal, but he would suffer a back injury in the first half of the season, only played 51 games with the Twins. Still had somewhat decent numbers, but the injury really kind of derailed him a little bit. So he could have a good chance of maybe making the 40-man roster here with a good spring. Right now, Bobby Dahlback is right-handed hitter, had a fantastic, really his first full season last year. I haven't mentioned on the podcast before, and if you didn't already know it, weren't aware, Bobby Dahlback, third base, first baseman, now plays first base with the Red Sox, is a graduate of Legend High School in Parker, Colorado. Yes, he's a Colorado product. I think he was born in Washington State, I want to say, but he went to Arizona State University, high-round draft pick by the Red Sox, and last year he had 25 homers, drove in 78 runs, and so he'll be the starter on most days. But you know what? Hey, you could use a little caddy in Roberto Ramos. We'll see what happens with J.D. Martinez. So maybe, again, Ramos could fill in there at the DH spot, but Boston does have one of their top prospects, also a first baseman, Tristan Cassis, waiting in the wings. So very small window of opportunity, even in the best case scenario for Roberto Ramos. And now let's finally get to the matter at hand. Kyler Murray, are we more likely to see him at Coors Field playing with the Colorado Rockies or as QB1 over there at Empower Field at Mile High Stadium for the Denver Broncos? The answer most definitely the Broncos. And I'll tell you why. Now, if you haven't been keeping tabs on the situation, Kyler Murray, first overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft. He's a bit frustrated right now with his team, the Arizona Cardinals, and pretty much scrubs all mentions and references of the Cardinals from social media. Not very happy right now with the way the cards were embarrassed by the Rams, by the fact that he's feels he's due an extension. I very much think he is due an extension there in Arizona. They may not give it to him and might just pick up his fifth-year option. So he is a little bit frustrated. And, you know, there's one of two ways he certainly could go with this. And one is, you know, not only does he want to try to force an extension here with the Cardinals, but he could force a trade to a team like the Broncos, who we know are in rumored pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. They they want a new they want a quarterback. They need a franchise quarterback. They went out, they got it done with Peyton Manning, and they haven't really had that guy since, despite drafting a couple dudes that haven't really gotten it done. And so Aaron Rodgers, hey, worked out really well with his offensive coordinator there, Nathaniel Hackett, now the head coach of the Broncos. So you go, all right, Kyler Murray. Maybe he can work himself out of trade to get to Denver. There's a very good possibility of that. But Kyler Murray, as a Colorado Rocky, as a baseball player, well, we haven't seen him as a pro, but you may recall back in 2018, before Kyler Murray was a household name, he was actually drafted ninth overall by the Oakland Athletics. Now, he received a signing bonus of $4.66 million dollars and Oakland was kind enough to say, you know what? Go on out, play one more year at Oklahoma, get it out of your system, and then 
in 2019, you can go ahead and report to camp down in Mesa and you can start your playing career. And as luck would have it, Kyler Murray kind of betted on himself. Oakland didn't think they had anything to worry about. Goes out, wins the Heisman Trophy after the 2018 season, and the rest is history. Again, first overall pick in 2019. Doesn't get a another $5 million signing bonus. No, he gets a $23.5 million signing bonus from Arizona. A no-brainer decision. Murray, of course, did have to give back his signing bonus, which was super easy for him to do because he was making a lot more money. It's a very similar story to what happened with Tom Brady, who did go out and took a little BP with some Montreal Expos who were supposed to maybe talk him up a little bit and get him ready for his baseball career. And they said, do you really want to be riding buses somewhere out in the, in the Midwest or in the Pioneer League in, in Idaho and in Montana, going to Denny's at 2 o'clock in the morning? Or you could be flying on jets, making millions upon millions of dollars your first two or three years in the league. I mean, go and look right now at the other players who were selected in 2018 along with Kyler Murray, in the MLB draft. Not a lot of those guys have even made it to the majors. And those who have, guess what? They're making the league minimum. That's part of what's being negotiated right now, that young players and so many guys in MLB are young players, or at least players without a lot of service time. In that 2018 draft class, you had NL Rookie of the Year, Jonathan India, Jared Kalanick, who we got to see some glimpses of in Seattle. Didn't look great in Seattle, but still, you know he's going to be the real deal at some point there. Casey Mize went first overall. Alec Baum had a really good rookie season in 2020, then slipped back. These guys aren't making a lot of money, but Kyler Murray in the NFL is making buku bucks. So what if Murray really does want to play baseball? What happens next? Well, the Athletics do retain his rights. In fact, they lost that pick. They just straight up lost it because Murray decided he didn't want to play. And they signed him. They signed him, but he had to give back the signing bonus. Now, if you draft a player and you can't come to an agreement, you will get that draft pick back plus one spot in that round. So, for example, the Mets, perfect example. In 2021, they took Kumar Rocker, 10th overall, out of the University of Vanderbilt. They did not like his medicals, so naturally they, they low-balled him a bit. Rocker didn't sign, and so now the Mets will have the 11th overall pick this year because they didn't sign their 10th overall pick last year. They also still get their normal selection at 14th overall, so they got two picks inside the top 14. So if Murray wants to play baseball, he is still a member of the A's in a sense, and because he's still a top-notch athlete, I would think they would not necessarily want to trade Kyler Murray. You know, that that asset, because it's so unproven, isn't worth terribly much. We've, we saw it with the Rockies, where Russell Wilson was selected in two different Rule 5 drafts. Now, not at the major league levels, at the minor league level, but still, he can go and, and show up and sign a couple autographs, talk to players, have an at-bat. You're going to sell a couple extra tickets for you know, a Tuesday afternoon game in the Cactus League or Grapefruit League, whatever it may be. So there definitely is some history of that, you know, bringing in a, a quote-unquote celebrity that does have some baseball skills. 
but the road for Murray to make it to the majors is is a long one. It's it's funny here. It's almost a word association when you talk about Mets, quarterback, Denver Broncos trying to make his way into Major League Baseball. What name comes to mind when you hear all those things? Yeah, exactly. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow tried to do it. Now, granted, he did it much later in his career. Kyler Murray is 24 years old. And so that jump wouldn't be so bad. Certainly a lot younger than when Michael Jordan did it. But Tim Tebow was 28 when he started to, to dip his toe in the water and participate in the Arizona Fall League with the Mets. If you weren't paying attention at the time, hey, I don't blame you, but Tebow did top out at AAA. He got to the precipice. He got very, very close. Did a really good job in 2018 at AA Binghamton. Was, I think he was voted in as the fan's choice as an all-star. So all right, that's something, being a AA all-star at 30 years old. Just happened to strike out far too often. Far, far too often. And got to AAA. Played with uh, the Syracuse Mets in 2019. But hit only 163, the on-base percentage of only 240, and a slugging percentage of 255. So his power did not play very well. 10 doubles, 4 homers, only 19 RBI, 2 stolen bases, 2 caught stealing. Again, a hell of a lot better than you or I could probably manage right now. But he was unable to make it to the majors. Actually, would be really curious to think if the pandemic didn't happen. I don't, I don't quite recall if, if he had hung it up after the 2019 season or if it was just kind of left out in the open. Like, would he have returned back in 2020 had there been a minor league season? And is there an alternate reality in which we're talking about Tim Tebow? Is he going to play with the Broncos again? Or is he going to be with the Rockies? No, I, no there, there aren't really a lot of scenarios in which that would have been legit even minus the pandemic. But you know what? Sometimes these are some fun conversations to just toss out there a little bit. And you know, we're going to have a fun conversation on Thursday at noon. So if you're listening to this in your morning drive time, I appreciate you. Respect to you road warriors that are out there that get up and at them nice and early. And if, if I'm the way that you start your day, I'm speechless. I'm honored flabbergasted. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. hope you're still enjoying all this great content. Let me know if you are or aren't. Patrick at the dnvr.com. That's my personal email address. Hit me up. I want to hear from you. I really do. You can also reach out at dnvr underscore Rockies on Twitter. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter as well. This has been fun. Again, Drew Goodman tomorrow at noon. So if you get it in time, make sure you tap into that. And also at noon on Friday, Original 1993 Colorado Rocky, Mark Knutson. He's got irons in the fire everywhere. It's going to be fun catching up to him and find out what does it really take to pitch at altitude. He had it, obviously, as one of six Colorado natives to actually play for the Rockies. But what does it take maybe for some guys who don't quite have it? What do they need? What are they missing? It's been real. It's been fun. And yeah, it's been real fun. But you know what they say, momentum is only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So I will talk to you then. The first step to good health is taking care of your mouth. It's really true. And the folks at Green Mountain Dental Group have been pivotal in keeping those of us at DNVR in great shape in this department. Same is true of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. Now when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush 
from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.